American Farmsteaders. This is Jenny with the Grimstead Family Farm. And I'm Donna with Hazelbell Farm. We are coming to y'all from Northeast Florida as two farmsteaders doing our best to grow our own food, share our homesteading experiences with you, and just to encourage you to grow a little bit of food of your own. Yeah, so today we are more on the sharing our experiences, right? That's right. <laughs> we're, we're catching up. We are filling you in on what's going on in our farms in hopes that you guys just get a little snippet of the big picture of what we're doing. Yeah, because there's definitely been some stuff going on on the homestead. Holy moly. It's been busy. <laughs> yeah, it has been busy. It's always busy, but... Spring seems to be particularly busier, right? Yeah, because there's lots of little things that need to get done mm -hmm. in preparation for gardening season. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of the times you have babies on the ground. and Yeah. Yeah, so there's always lots to do this time of year. So yeah, it's been busy. What's been keeping you busy on your farm? That would be Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Dolly. So, um... Since we last recorded, uh, we were waiting, anxiously awaiting for Dolly to calf so we can have milk again. We've been dry for a couple of months and I have been like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm just like, I, I'm going to be guzzling milk <laughs> when we have it. And um, Dolly surprised us with an early delivery. She calved three weeks and two days early and I had to go back and check and make sure that I even had her AI date, her AI date correct, right? And um, we did, and she she had no signs the night before calving at all. Other, I mean, her her udder was swelling, but we expect that in the last month, anyways, right? And um, you know, just enough to be getting excited. In fact, the night before she calved, I was out there checking on her, and her ligaments were completely tight. Um, she was with the rest of the herd, like not separated. Um, I bumped her baby just to make sure we're still feeling some movement. And that did feel different to me, actually. It took me a couple of tries to get him to move and kick. And okay. that was a little different, but I still, I didn't suspect anything. Was this her first calf? No, this is her second. Her second. Okay. Yeah. First here. First here. Yeah. Yes. First with us. Okay. So she's been here for right out a year. Mm -hmm. And when she came to us, she came with her first calf. Um, okay. That's right. I remember. Yeah. And yeah. she was in milk and we left them together for a little bit, separated, and I've been milking her ever since. So, okay. um, well, I had been until we just dried her off to get ready to calve again. Right. So all that to say, we have a new baby. I was thrown into milking again. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I'm excited. Right. Like you were so ready, but you weren't ready. But I wasn't ready <laughs> at all. I didn't have the things I wanted to have on hand. I didn't have a clean milk room or clean milk stanchion or clean stalls. <laughs> you know, I, I really was not ready. Um, it was like all stuff on my to-do list for that following weekend and week, you know, Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how it happens, though. I mean, sometimes mm -hmm. we just need an event to, like, kick us into high gear to get everything in order, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I had, for example, in my milk room, I keep a refrigerator, or milk refrigerator. And in that refrigerator, I still had some jars of milk from two and a half months ago because... You know, we sell milk, and so I had cut off our sales thinking I had enough for, to last us for a little bit. It doesn't last forever. Yeah. 
we don't like to freeze milk because it never thaws the same. It's grainy. The cream never really mm. incorporates back the way it does when it's fresh. So we, we don't even bother. Um, we'll buy milk during our dry period if we have to. But I had some saved and it suddenly was, it didn't last as long as it normally does. Her, her hormones kicked in, yeah. you know? Yeah. And we've had that happen before where it, you get kind of an off taste and it's like, oh, okay, she's done. And I knew she was done just by how much less she produced. So she, she was done a couple weeks earlier than expected for me. And then she calved a couple of weeks earlier than expected. So, um, well, then there you go. I wonder yeah. if there's like a correlation between that. I, don't I wonder, know. I wonder if that's like what she'll always do. I don't know. I don't know. I think she was, um, I, I want to say the people we got her from said she was like two days late, which is not really late, but it was yeah. like two days past her due date kind of yeah. thing. Um, with her first calving, I'm, I, anyways, um, so we have a little bowl. Um, I needed to quickly start washing jars and clean out that milk fridge and sanitize the milk machine and do all the things. Start doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thankful that, um, it, it went without any, uh, you know, it was an uneventful birth. Yeah. Um, I missed it because I wasn't looking for that, <laughs> you know, but yeah. it's fine. I, I pulled up in the driveway. I was gone for a couple hours that morning. Hadn't checked her in the morning cause I didn't think I needed to. And got home, and there's an extra calf in the field running circles around Mama. <laughs> so they were both on their feet. He was nursing. All was well. And he is so cute. He's so cute. He is so cute. So if y'all want to see how cute this calf is, y'all need to go to Hazelbell Farm YouTube and look at some of the videos because he is adorable. He's got like a, this white heart on his forehead. He does. He's so cute. He does. So. And seems like he's right full of it, too. He like. is. He is a ham. He really is a ham. Like, he, I always tell people, like, sometimes they're just born, like, with spite. And sometimes they're born, like, they just love you. Like, right. they want to be hands-on. And he seems to be pretty hands-on. So, okay. um, as long as I keep going out there and socializing him, he'll, he'll stay that way. Mm -hmm. So, he's funny. He's really funny. He, he got in a fight with all the trees last night and all the cats and the neighbor steers and like he thinks he's big so we'll be castrating this week right <laughs> so, to put him in his place but um yeah he's 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 a lot of fun and he's doing great that's good yeah that's good news yeah so dolly's doing well um she's well enough i should say um we have treated her for early signs of mastitis, and she has some pretty severe swelling, edema. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that has gotten a little bit worse every day, the swelling. What, I, what causes that? I mean, why do you think hormones. that happens? Okay. I mean, there, I have read that, um, you know, not to give them any grain before calving, and so I, I have always heard that. We usually grain our milk cows. We start introducing it a little at a time about two weeks to 10 days before their due date. And, okay. um, I didn't do that this time. Okay. <laughs> so, cause I didn't know. Right. So she had no grain beforehand. And I even talked to the vet about that and he was like, eh, <laughs> you know, and then I found last night as, as I was reading like actual published, um, studies, studies, you know, that no, there's no correlation with, with grain or no grain. Um, 
So I really, I really don't know uh, other than genetics is one. So if, if her mama, her lines were prone to edema at birth, then she will be too. Um, and just hormones. It's just hormone-induced swelling. Okay. So, um, And then heifers more than experienced cows okay. are more prone to it as well. So, And we saw that before with our hazel had pretty significant swelling. We've seen where most of them have some swelling at calving, but it gets better every day. Okay. And then by two weeks, it's cleared out. This has gotten worse every day. And she's only five days out from calving, but... Um, I read last night also that in her breed, which is the Holstein, they don't peak that edema usually until 10 to 15 days post-calving. So Wow, so she's not even at her peak, Yeah, possibly. Yeah, so we went ahead and got some meds from the vet last night to kind of get it under control right now, and um, I saw an improvement this morning already. Okay, so, so what kind of meds did he give for that? So you can do a diuretic. Okay. Kind of like Lasix for cows. Right. To help them get rid of the fluid. Right. Um, we didn't get that, but you can do that in conjunction with a like a corticosteroid, um, okay. dexamethasone. And so that's what we got. So she got a shot last night and a shot this morning. Um, and instead of getting the diuretics, she had a couple of gallons of sweet tea. Some good southern style sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> She's also slightly uh, has a, a, a low case of um, ketosis, and which is also normal at calving and freshening can be. Um, so she's getting some high carbs and some extra sugar in that sweet tea. Nice. And uh, yeah, so she seems to have picked up a little bit last night and this morning. So I hope that continues a little, little more every day, a little better every day, but. Other than that, getting back into the milking routine and fitting it into the modern day life, you know. Yeah, and your schedule's crazy right now too. Yeah, I have, you know, I have a kid who plays baseball, and <laughs> I, I, I don't want to miss that because he's like a young adult kid. Like yeah, those days are numbered. Those games are numbered. Yeah, I don't want to miss anything. Mm -hmm. So between that and just you know normal household errand running, right. And then not to mention, it's almost full-fledged spring gardening season. Oh, so, we're in it. Yeah. yeah, we're there. And just getting dinner on the table. Like, mm -hmm. the conflict between milking twice a day and putting fresh food on the table for your family, I, I, that's not something I envisioned would be a problem when I set out to get a milk cow years ago. Right. But it, it really is. Well, you might have to break out the crock pot. There's that. <laughs> There's freezer <laughs> meals. There's quick canned meals. We've done a lot of. Um, thankfully, I had I had that stuff on hand over this last week that I wasn't ready. Right. So um, yeah, we've done a lot of like breakfast for dinner, uh -huh. and um, hey, I've got some beef stew. Let's whip up some quick instant mashed potatoes with our canned potatoes and put beef stew on top of potatoes, mm -hmm. and you know. That's that's good. It's good dinner. It's hearty. It's good. It feeds us, and we're not wasting money. So. It's good. It's always so worth the time that you spend in the kitchen canning stuff. Mm -hmm. Like that time that I had to can all those potatoes. It like literally took me like ten hours. Yeah, I did that <laughs> last weekend. Yeah, it's totally worth it. You know, it because is. you can take that one day and knock it out, yeah. and then have that stuff on the shelf ready to go. Whenever you need it, when you don't have time. When you don't have time. So, in a sense, it is a big time saver. 
And we had the time change last oh weekend, my Lord. which, you know, throws everybody for a loop. And I like this time change. Yes. Because, like, I'm not a bear in hibernation anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it makes me not want to come into the kitchen. Yeah. You know? I'm, I know. I'm ready to stay outside and play until dark. Well, it's dark at 8.30. Like, you got to eat dinner <laughs> before then. I know. I was cooking the other day, and one of my boys came out of the room, like, with this look on his face into the kitchen. Like, I could tell he was starving. And I looked at the clock, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. It's 8 o'clock, and I haven't started dinner yet. I might want to find a snack. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I said. Like, I can have something ready in 30 minutes, but if you're starving, please eat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... What about you? You've got new stuff happening. Yeah, lots of new stuff happening. Um, going back to our last update, I was in the middle of finishing out my sheepskin project. Mm-hmm. And so that is done now. Um, I finished up both of them. And um, one of them is just, it's a much better hide as far as the quality compared to the other one. So they both came out good, but one of them is just, I'm in love with it. So these were the two that you did the experiment with. One was castrated and one yes. was not. So which one came out better yes. to the hide? The non-castrated. Really? All the, way, all the way across the board, everything about the non-castrated male was better than the castrated male. Even the hide. Even the hide. His hide was puny. The, the skin was a lot thinner <clears throat> on it. Now, granted, there's a different... In the there's different breed, right? They both had Florida cracker sires, mm-hmm. but then one was cracker and black belly, which was the good one, mm-hmm. and then the other one was cracker katahdin. Okay, which I think might be where the hide difference came in because mm-hmm. those katahdins shed their hide right so much better than the crackers. Mm-hmm. And this one, he just had a cracker hide on him. He didn't shed. Mm-hmm like the black bellies or the katahdins. Okay. So I think that's maybe where the difference is. Okay. Um, but, um, so yeah, it's finished and um, it's not in my bathroom. I intended on it being a bathroom rug. Right now, I put it on our ottoman in our living room. So you can admire it yeah, all the time. So I can look <laughs> at it every day. I would too, man. That's hard work. You put yeah. a lot of work into it and it's gorgeous. Yeah, it it's came so out, pretty. It came out really pretty. And so now I would really just love the opportunity to find like maybe a regular source Mm-hmm. of um sheepskins that I can do mm-hmm. because it was fun. I really yeah. enjoyed doing the sheep hide a lot more than the cow because it was a lot less work. And um it was something that I could completely do on my own. Like I didn't right. need help stretching it. I didn't need help moving it after I washed it and it weighed 500 pounds, you know. Right. Um the sheepskin you can just move around and work on it yourself and um, it's a manageable size. It is. Yeah. yeah. But then it was still um, thick enough to use power tools on, whereas the bobcat hide that I did, it was so thin, mm-hmm. like you had to hand scrape it. The power mm-hmm. tools just ate it up. So um, it was kind of a good, like, happy medium of hides to work on. That's so cool. So I'm sold. I'm intrigued by it. Yep. You you sold me. I'm, like, I... I, it's not something I can fit into my life right now that it, I would make a priority. It's not essential yeah. to me. And it's again, it's one of those things where I'm thankful for community because one day Jenny's going to do a hide for right. me and I'm going to pay her for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, you know, the nice thing about 
um, working on the hides. And this was true even with the cow hides. And I'm able to do it this way because of my walk-in cooler. Mm -hmm. Like... I can go out there and just pull it out of the cooler and work on it for, if I only have 15 minutes, only 15 minutes. Right. If I have an hour, take an hour. But the <clears throat> point is, is I can put it back in the walk-in cooler and it kind of stops the process. Right. You know, it keeps it from rotting. It keeps it, you know, at 30-ish degrees. Mm -hmm. um, so you can kind of work on it at your leisure. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I didn't have the walk-in cooler... That's a project that is on a time schedule. It's like, like all in one. Right. Like you got to start it and you got to finish it before the hide rots. Wow. So um, the walk-in cooler is the game changer. So our cooler is set as a freezer, yeah. right? And we have enjoyed having that for when we have, you know, multiple beefs yeah. coming back and, and, you know, 60 chickens coming yeah. back and stuff like that. It has its place. It does. But we were talking about it just this week, actually, and we are ready. It's almost empty. Mm -hmm. um, we've I've been working on freezer cleanout. Like, it's yeah. been a, a proactive project for me. And getting rid of, like, fat, rendering it down to lard, not getting rid of. Um, you right. Know, chicken feet in, down into stock, that kind of thing. And um, really using, I mean, we haven't purchased meat other than the occasional lunch meat, because right. I live with a bunch of sandwich fiends. Yeah. and um, But we haven't purchased meat from a grocery store in years now. Isn't that amazing? Years now. So we just <laughs> live out of our freezers, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I have like last year's blueberry picking needs to be made into jam and that kind of stuff. So I've, that's what I've been doing. And so my, all my small freezer space is emptying a little at a time, a little at a time. And he went in the big freezer and he was like, hey, you pretty much sold everything out of there. Can we condense it down into the little freezers? And I'm almost there. Yes, we can do that. Mm -hmm. And then we can use our freezer as a cooler, yes. as a refrigerator. And I'm excited for that for hanging meat mm -hmm. in the future and also as, um, you know, a, a place to store produce. Yeah. Cold crops. A cold rain. And yes, yes. Yes. Because the reality of it is, is like we're in Florida. We don't mm -hmm. have root cellar cold storage. No, you we know. don't. We don't. And, you know, the walk-in cooler is the way to go. So are y'all going cool bot? Is that what you told me? No. Well, we won't have to. I mean, because we have, so if we were to use the other stuff, that Eric's brother has for us. Okay. And build a whole new cooler, we would probably use a cool bot. Okay. But the the equipment on that freezer right now, all we have to do is turn the thermostat up. Oh. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. But it's kind of on its last leg. The condenser is on its last leg. Like okay. we had it serviced last year. And the guy was like, listen, yeah, start because as a freezer, start thinking of a replacement. Yeah. So that's okay. kind of where we are anyways. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, for any of y'all listeners out there, like, if you're interested in doing your own walk-in cooler, um, it, you know, it's very affordable to do, um, and it was pretty simple for us. I mean, we just framed out a space in our barn. Ours is only, like, maybe 8 by 12, so it's super small. Um, we double insulated the walls and put up the um, hardy um party board plywood that mm -hmm. is um, water resistant that they use on the exterior of houses. And so that's what the inside of our cooler is. And then it's cooled by something called a cool bot, which runs off of just an AC unit. 
It's like a little digital keypad that's just wired into the AC unit. Just a window AC unit. A window AC yeah. unit, yeah, yeah, that we just bought from like Home Depot or whatever. And um, if you go to the CoolBot website, it'll tell you like it has like a calculator on there where you can plug in all of your room dimensions mm -hmm. and it'll tell you what size AC unit to get. Mm -hmm. And then the cool bot is basically just wired into the AC unit, which was super, super simple for my husband to do, not me. <laughs> it was super simple for Tori to do. Um, we could figure and, it out. I yeah. mean, and maybe like blow ourselves up, but right. <laughs> I'm sure there's a YouTube video out there. I bet you there's multiple youtube videos you there is. so and it basically just tricks the ac unit into being able to cool the room down to like 32 34 degrees so yeah um it's doable so you know if that's something you're interested in it was a game changer for our homestead yeah also the last time we did a catch-up episode you talked about your pigs yes yes and so <laughs> let's talk about how the cool bot has helped you deal with your pigs once again <laughs> yes the cool bot has come in and saved the day um so yeah our last update episode we had just sold our boar mm -hmm. and we had um two sows still actually sorry one was a gilt and the other was a sow and um we were so tell, wait tell people who don't understand the terms. What's right. the difference? Okay, so the guilt was a piglet that was born on our farm, um, and she had not had babies yet. Mm -hmm. A sow, um, that is our mama pig, she has already farrowed and had a litter. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Not everybody knows. Not everybody knows, yeah. And so the guilt, we had been sitting on the fence on what are we going to do with her? Do we want to breed her? And we were going to breed her. That's why we got the boar. Right. Who ended up not being worth a whole lot um, for whatever reason. I mean, I I don't know what the deal was with that. But um, so we were sitting on the fence like, do we want to keep her? Do AI with her? Do we want to just put her in the cooler? And so... The boar got sold because he was continually getting out mm -hmm. and not doing his job, mm -hmm. which taught the other pigs, oh, we can get out too. And once they, once they know it, they know it. Once they, they're so smart. Pigs are so smart. And so once they start getting out, it's like a continual battle. So I'm at home one day and uh, <laughs> somebody drops off one of my kids and says, hey, I think one of your pigs is out by the road. <gasps> It was Gracie and, and Jen. Oh, my gosh. I think one of your pigs is out by the road. And I'm like, oh, my word. <laughs> and so I hook up the side-by-side -side in the pig trailer. I'm like, I'm taking the trailer out there. If she's all the way out by the road, I'm taking the trailer. Right. Try to see if by an act of God, she'll get in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> you take feed, take a feed bucket. I did yeah. take a feed bucket, and um, Gracie was so funny. I don't know. I guess they had a sandwich in their truck or something, and so <laughs> Gracie was out at the road while I was getting the side by side and the food and the trailer hooked up. And I get down to the road, and Gracie's standing there like throwing pieces of bread <laughs> at the pig. Stay here. <laughs> <laughs> and so the pig would go and catch her little piece of bread, and then it would start to wander again. She'd throw another piece in front of it. <laughs> well, that was helpful. Yeah, it was helpful. So um, got down there. Of course, the pig was not having anything to do with getting into the trailer. And um, 
I did not have my phone on me, of course. I went all the way down there without oh a phone because, and of course, my husband's not home. So um, I had Jen, who was in her vehicle. Um, I'm like, hey, can you please go get my phone? Like, I need my phone. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, she starts driving back down my dirt road, and the pig starts to follow her. Oh. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> because in my mind, I'm thinking, we're just going to put this pig down. Mm-hmm. We're all the way out at the road. This is ridiculous. You know, she keeps on getting out. We were wanting to put her in the cooler anyway. Mm-hmm. So she just signed her deal. You right, know? right. And so, but at the same time, like, I don't want to shoot a pig out the road. Like, <laughs> I mean, people would be like, what is this woman doing? <laughs> I mean, we live rurally, but not, I mean... You're kind of in town. Like, there's a lot of people going by. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm five minutes from Publix, you know. I mean, we're really off the beaten path, but... And my neighbors, I mean, like... They they know what you do. My neighbors know what I do, but none of my neighbors grow any of their own food. And so, to, like, see me out at the road shooting a pig I mean it just might be alarming to some people and I don't want anybody like calling a game warden or you never know what people are gonna do or the police right right right. (laughs) animal cruelty happening luckily we were able to get the pig somewhat back to the house and um I got a hold of my 13 year old son who was out the house I'm like buddy can you please come help me like do you want, can you put this pig down? Like grab the 22. And Mm -hmm. he's like, yep, mom, I got it. Mm -hmm. And so he goes in, gets the 22. And of course it's jammed and he's got to fix that. And, but he could, he did like he's had arms training, safety training, knew what to do. Yep. He knew what to do. He handled it on his own. He had never put a pig down for us before. And so he's like, where do I shoot it? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, make an X Mm -hmm. in between the ears and the eyes and aim for the middle. Mm -hmm. And um, he, perfect shot, dropped the pig. It was amazing. And so um, I went ahead because after you shoot them, you stick them and bleed them. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was able to do that part all before Tori came home from work. Hey, Farmstead (laughs) Her, look at you. (laughs) So I'm like... With help from your boy. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, I, I called Tori and I'm like, hey babe, we're just so you know, I hope you're on your way home. <laughs> Here's what you're walking up to, okay? You got chores tonight, buddy. <laughs> yeah, oh, chores man. to say the least. And this pig was way heavier than we anticipated. This was mama pig? Uh, no, this was the gilt. Okay. The smaller one. Yeah. Okay. She was big. Yeah. She they're was both big. Heavy. Yeah. I just, you know, I just didn't anticipate that she was going to be as big as she was. So we hook her up to the side by side and bring her over to the lean to and, you know, to go ahead and get her cleaned and hung and whatnot. But, you know, had we not had the cool pot in the cooler room, mm-hmm. you know, we probably would have been putting her on ice or immediately mm-hmm. piecing her out. Right. So, right. Um, of course, all this happens like the day before we leave to go out of town for five days. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> you know. When else should an emergency arise? <laughs> I was really stressed out about it earlier that day, too, because I'm thinking my pigs have been getting out. I'm leaving right. town for five days. And then, lo and behold, they get out. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, because you don't want to leave your farm sitters with that. No, like, I mean, it was my mom and dad staying at the house with all my kids, obviously. And, you know, I just didn't want that to be like a big, huge burden for them. Right, right. So all the while, while we're putting down the one pig, my sow, who is like, I don't know, maybe 700 pounds. She's huge. She's like a small truck. She was completely the opposite direction, all the way out, way past where our deer deer feeder is. Oh, my gosh. And I'm thinking, oh, my word, are we going to have to do, are we going to have to put her down, too? You mm-hmm. know, like, luckily, she came back. We put food inside the pig pen. She went into the pig pen where she got out from. They're so smart. They are so smart. They are so smart. So, um, she knew right where to go. She knew right where to go. That's and, um, and I'm glad that she did because we struggled so much with the smaller pig, just getting it hung and getting it up into the side by side and, you know, right. hung up and, you know, I mean, she was heavy. Mm-hmm. So, um, that mom, big mama is going to be like a cow. We're going to need like a, a tractor. Right. Yeah. Like we've already talked to our neighbor about it. Um, but now that we've got the one pig in the freezer, like, I don't, I don't have the freezer space for her. <laughs> well, I mean, you can on-farm butcher and you can sell her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but the good news is, is we fixed the fence. Good. And um, I told the boys, I'm like, we normally only feed her once a day. I'm like, feed her twice a day. Yeah. Feed keep her, her in happy. the morning. Keep her fat and happy. Mm-hmm. And we um, fixed the fence and re-ran the electric and blah, blah, blah. And um, she was good. She behaved. We came back and the electric fence was still on, still working. So she's still alive. She's still alive. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your plan? I mean, are you going to try to sell her or? I don't know. I mean, we were honestly thinking about putting her in the freezer, but they're full. Right. So I don't know. I mean... Knowing us, we'll probably let the dust settle and she'll hang out for a little longer, you know? Right, right. So. Well, it helps her (laughs) that you were so busy with this other, like you just finished all of this work with the other one. Yeah, last night. You're not even finished, um, right? Yeah, we're not even finished. Last night we pulled in half of the pig um, because when we hang them in the cooler, we'll cut it in half. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so they hang in halves. And so we brought one half in and we were up last night until like 10 o'clock making all the cuts on it and, Mm -hmm. um, getting everything put in the freezer and, you know, freezer wrapped and all that good stuff. So today we're going to finish the other half. Um, but the cuts are all coming out really good. Cool. Yep. Got a lot of fat on the side? No, we do not. No, she did not a lot of fat on her she was really long Uh and really slender um I mean she's she's a Yorkshire blue butt cross and so I think she leans a little more towards the Yorkshire they're 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 long thin pigs right so right um no she did not have a lot of fat on her so I didn't try to take any of the fat I just wanted to leave the fat on the meat on the cuts yeah Yeah. well that's smart you still got big mama (laughs) She's oh, going to have some fat on her. She's going to have some big cuts, too. Yes. Yeah, she will. 
And so, I mean, we struggled so much with this one pig. We're both like sitting there thinking about I like, want to deal with that. Could we really even handle right. butchering her on our own? Like, and we've already talked to our neighbor that has the tractor. Like, dude, we're gonna need your help. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So. Huh. So we'll see, but I don't have any freezer space right now anyway. So. Right. Um, other than that. Um, yesterday I was worried about one of my bottle lambs because I went out mm. and fed in the morning and I mean, they're usually done with their bottles in like 30 seconds. Right. Like maybe they chug a lug. <laughs> yeah. And one of them only drank half a bottle, which mm. has never happened. The mm. one that only drank half the bottle is normally like the better eater of the two. Hmm. And so I was like, well, that's weird. And so he was running around acting normal um, I went out to do the nighttime feed, and he drank nothing. Uh-oh. Nothing. I know. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, what? What What now? What now? And so um, I gave it some of that calf pro stuff mm-hmm. and just went to bed. I'm like, well, we'll just see what he looks like in the morning. I mean, it was already starting to get dark, so went to bed, woke up this morning, went out there with the two bottles, and completely back to normal. Sucked the whole bottle down. I put more of that Calf Pro stuff in there. I'd so. keep that up. Um, it also has, um, like, it's really good for coccidia prevention. Okay. Um, so I would keep putting that in their bottles. Well, in two, the last couple of days, I've been cleaning out the garden, pulling weeds, and yeah. I just chuck them right over into the sheep pen. Well, maybe he ate something so, that didn't agree with him. That's what I'm thinking. He just didn't feel good. Just didn't, had a bellyache, maybe, so... Um, yeah. But he looked much better this morning. So well, that's I'm like, good. that's good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I lost one last year to a toxic plant. So, like, okay. I mean, it can happen. Okay. It certainly can happen. Um, we have that coffee plant here. It's not true coffee, but it's called okay. a coffee. And when it flowers, it becomes toxic. And I was thought I was pretty diligent in walking my fields and cutting it down when I saw it. Okay. And um, I just, I missed a couple of plants in the field that they happened to be on at the time. And they were fine one minute. And about two hours later, there was a dead lamb out there just already bloated up. <laughs> like, dang. And so we really don't know. Like, without taking it for a little animal autopsy, you know. Right. Which I'm not paying for. It was a free lamb. Right. So um, it just didn't seem like I needed to do it. The other one he ran with was fine. Um, so... Anyways, all that to say, stuff happens. Stuff happens. Could be something you ate. You know, and when stuff happens, man, it happens quick. (laughs) That's true. Like, everything can be going perfectly fine on your homestead. Yeah. In in a split second. It can throw you into, like, major... In a split second, stuff becomes not safe. Like, I was telling you before we started recording, like, Dolly, these mama instincts kicked in, and she's a different cow right now than we're used to. Yeah. To the point that she scared me a little bit. I felt a little bit cornered with Mm -hmm. her baby in a stall. I was like, okay, I'm going to slip out of here. She will not come anywhere near where Eric is. She Mm -hmm. turns and goes the other way and runs from me when she sees me coming to get her if Eric is where I want her to be, if he's out. Like, he has to hide from her. (laughs) So, (laughs) like, you know, in in that quickly, in an instant where our other Dolly that, you know, is here on loan, she, um, was it yesterday, the day before, 
we were putting new hay out and the cows knew it because I was moving the hay ring. Right. And that's fun. Every time we bring hay, like she wants to fight the truck. And it's like a playful kind of a fight. Like yeah. she's not angry or aggressive or anything. But it's dangerous, yeah. you know? And I wasn't even there with a truck. I, it was me rolling the ring over to the next gate to, you know, to get it to the next field where we were going to put hay. And she knew it. And she went to carrying on and acting a fool. And I stopped what I was doing so I could address her behavior. And before I could get my hands off the hay ring, she hit me in the leg with her head. <gasps> now, thankfully, like, she was playing. Right. And she didn't hurt me, like, really hurt me. I mean, she bruised me, but yeah. she could have really hurt me, yeah. you know? And I've seen these horror stories. These I've seen videos, you know, online of people whose cow they never had a problem with killed them, you know? Or you see them where they're scared at the sale barn and, and some idiot is not following safety protocol and ends up killed in the, in the center yeah. aisle over a scared cow. Yeah. You know, so... Like things happen so fast and, and you go from this idyllic, <laughs> perfect, what we yeah. romanticize about having a farm and growing our own food to, um, oh my gosh. We're making major decisions. We're split second, mm -hmm. like stuff mm -hmm. has to happen or it, we're in serious mode. Right. Right. Because <laughs> it could be serious trouble mode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. It's, it, that's the real side. <laughs> that's the yeah. real side of the farm. I actually, when I talked with my vet about Dolly getting um, meds yesterday, and I, I told him how early the calf was, he said, oh, well, did the calf live? And I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, he's alive. I mean, it wasn't that early. They can go two weeks either yeah. side of their due date. And he was over three weeks, though. And he said, oh, oh, well, that's good. You're lucky he lived. And it just stopped the conversation. Because right. I, like, I was oh. like, really like one week makes that much difference and he said well it can because their lungs really develop there at the end and a lot of times they're born um, if they're born premature you'll lose them because their lungs don't work and you know it reminded me again I should have had steroids on hand mm -hmm. which the irony is that's what I ended up needing to get <laughs> for Dolly right but I should have had that on hand in case we had an early calf can we even buy that you can with prescription, but yeah. it, you're not going to find it in tractor supply. Right. No, you have to order it. Yeah. Or get it from your vet. Mm. So we have a vet call next week coming, an overall herd check, mm -hmm. which I thought was going to happen right before Dolly calved. <laughs> but she, she ruined all of my plans. Dolly had her own plans. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, thankfully, all is turning out to be just fine with her and her baby, but... Um, again, like it can, it can change fast. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. It does. It changes fast and you got to be on your toes. Yeah. You never know what the farm's going to bring. No. <laughs> or what the weather's going to bring. Good grief. So on that note, we're going to go and we'll talk to you guys next week where we, we will be talking about spring garden season. Yes. Yeah. Yay. So until then. All right. Later y'all. Bye.